With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. from WWS World Headquarters in Trinity, North Carolina. And, of course, uh, coming also to you live from WWS's Northern Bureau in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It is the Monday afternoon tradition, WCWS Raw Radio, episode number 255 on TalkShoe.com. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, announcing here for you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let us... Welcome back, the man who, like, who, like I said, who knows how to put the put the put everything on ice, if you will. The one, yes, the only, absolutely, by God, yes, 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 the Ice Man himself. We know him as JD, but of course you might also know him as this man right here, a three-time WWS Hall of Famer, multiple title holder in the trivia championship series, Jared D. Geronimo. Go, J.D. Yellow. Go ahead. Yes. Go. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yes, thank you. I didn't know. Sorry, I hit another beep in the line. No, thank you very much, Chad. Yes, uh, I am uh, sitting in the co-host chair today. But yes, folks, Howard Chad is taking at least my seat for the week. Howard, thank you very much indeed. We have got a lot to discuss this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we're going to talk about it here on Raw Radio. We're going to get you set up for SummerSlam. We're going to set you up for TakeOver. We're going to set you up for what has been a very, well, interesting week in the world of wrestling. How are you? Crazy just week. Getting started, huh? What's that? Crazy week. And we will crazy talk week, about indeed. Yes, crazy, crazy week. Yes, we're going to talk about that. We're going to lead off that in a second. Yes, indeed. And that is my other cohort, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, one and only Mitt Patel, ladies and gentlemen, however, from Columbus, Georgia, and he will be with me this afternoon along with the rest of our panel. That will hopefully include the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, 
the soulmate, Justin Lewis Fleming, the Loose Cannon, Shaquille Cole, Cephas in New York, and many, many more, including the Black Widow, Michelle and Dodge, Gerard T. Smith, who, by the way, we want to say to our brother today, happy birthday indeed, my friend. I hope it is a super birthday for you. We're all thinking of you here on the Raw Radio Network, however, and we miss you tremendously. Hope you will be back with us very soon, along with the rest of our panel as well. So, folks, you picked a good day, Howard, to join us, and if you want to give us a call, give us a call right now at one 605 620444 call ID 138744 pound we can we'll take questions from everyone here in the panel and of course we will get uh, comments from everyone on the panel as well and we're going to lead off with our news today and we have got some big big news here today so let's get into it right away our first story comes in as a very strange one, Howard, if you will. If you did not hear the news over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, that Mitt just talked about, we'll talk about it here and now. WWE wrestler Sonya Deville apparently was almost kidnapped this weekend. Kidnapped, you ask, as in story or in real life? Folks, real life we're talking here. According to reports, however, Philip A. Thomas II was arrested early this yesterday morning for trying to kidnap DeVille, better known to you all as Daria Bernito, however, from her home in Hillsborough County, Florida. TampaBay.com and the Tampa Bay Times reported that Thomas was charged with aggravating stalking, armed burglary of a dwelling, attempted armed kidnapping, and criminal mischief. He had stalked DeVille online for years and had been planning this kidnapping, however, uh, attempt for eight months. Fortunately, a house alarm went off shortly after 3 o'clock yesterday morning, however, and she was able to leave and call police, who then arrested Thomas in the home shortly thereafter and found a knife, plastic zip ties, duct tape, and mace in his possession. As of now, Thomas is being held without bail. DeVille wrote earlier today, however, Thank you for everyone for your love and concern. A very frightening experience, but thankfully everyone, including me, is safe, however. Also, a special thank you to Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, however, believe it or not, however, for their response and assistance. Uh, Chad, Mitt, I will ask you first, however, your thoughts about this very scary story. Mitt, you go first. <clears throat> okay. Um, also, my question is to this idiot. Where did you get the information from? Because yeah. we, most of us know the internet is not the safest place in the world. Anybody can look at anything on the internet nowadays. And for you to be a... Look, I don't like Baron, Cor Baron Corbin and stuff as a character, but I ain't going to go to the house and whoop their ass or point a gun at them. Yeah. And my question is, what's... My question is, was Mandy Rose around? Because those two are good friends. Yes, both on and off TV. That's very true. Yes. Well, I'm sure uh, Sonia has talked to Mandy about this ordeal since the deal happened late uh, Saturday, early yesterday morning. And certainly our prayers are uh, with us, Sonia, and her family. I mean, this is this is very, very traumatic, to say the least. And like I said, I'm glad she, the important thing is she's okay and safe. Uh, Chad, let's get your thoughts. Yeah. Um... You know, first off, I mean, first off, I'm glad. Of course, she, on a, of course, on a personal level, I'm glad she's okay. Um, but I think ML, our own Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds put it best on the on our Raw Rant panel chat box yesterday. Uh, I, I actually posted a link to this yesterday evening, and I found it was off of comicbook.com. It was one of the first places I actually heard it or saw it, and and she said. She's a lesbian. Why would a man want to kidnap her? Just saying. 
Um, obviously, this is not the first time that people want to try to kidnap uh, celebrities, especially female celebrities. Uh, yes, we're all obsessed. We will, I mean, we would like to meet them. Yes, personally, but these are. But what you got now is you got folks that want to take them home and mount them on their wall and say, you know what, I'm not going to let let them go because you're going to stay with me forever in the day. And that's what this guy apparently wanted to do with Sonya Deville, apparently. But, of course, I'm sure, obviously, Sonya's MMA background would probably come in handy and probably would have broken him in half anyway. But still, but still, like I said, quit thinking here. It's the first positive story I've heard in a while involving police, if you, if you get my drift, pretty much. Uh, but glad to hear that she's okay. And, of course, of course, obviously, she'll, she's all not busted up and anything like that, so she'll be good to go for her hair versus hair match versus Mandy Rose, of course, at SummerSlam, of course, in Orlando. Okay, so, yeah. Other than that, I mean, that's – it's kind of – it's kind of – Kind of, kind of out there, but of course the world right now is in a little weird spot anyway. So I guess one more little thing to add on to it is probably not going to hurt it. So there you go. Certainly, very good point indeed. Another story we're following here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, as you know, speaking of Orlando, SummerSlam will be in Orlando this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at the Amway Center, but with a twist, if you will. According to reports, however, WWE has announced, however, they will be doing shows live, however, from the Amway Center beginning this Sunday and beginning next Monday with Raw, however. As a result, they will only be there for a few months, but in addition to that, however, WWE Thunderdome, however, will be taking place. And you're asking, what is it, however? Well, it will be featuring state-of-the-art uh, state set, video boards, pyrotechnics, lasers, cutting-edge graphics, and drone cameras. But there's a twist also in this one, too. There will be no fans allowed whatsoever of any kind whatsoever for the time being. As a result, they are only going to be there for a couple months until the end of October. As a result, however, WWE has not said yet beyond October, however, whether or not they will do Survivor Series or possibly the Royal Rumble next year in the Amway Center or will go back to the Performance Center. Chad, I'll start with you on this story, however. What do you make of them going to the Amway Center and with the new state-of-the-art graphics that are coming up beginning this weekend? Well, I mean, you have to admit, of course, it's a little bit of it is a little bit of a change, a little bit of a twist. Like you said, it is a little bit of a twist for what they've been doing. Of course, obviously, that bit they almost, almost, in a way, if you really think about it, kind of worn out the use of the performance center and uh, for a lot of these shows, especially you know Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I mean, heck, they shoot, they shot WrestleMania there. They shot. Uh, Several, I'm sure, several pay-per-views there. I mean, they even some up at WWE headquarters in Connecticut and all that stuff. But I mean, this this will be a little bit of a change. I mean, you spread out a little bit more, a little bit more breathing room, of course. And right now, that's that's the place that you need. I mean, granted, of course, they're not going to rush into doing the fan thing right away. But you know, at least at least they're able to stretch out their. I'm sure for a lot of the wrestlers and officials and everybody involved with WWE that they were somehow able to stretch their arms out, stretch their legs out, um, and like I said, and and get out of that cooped up, uh, cooped up build, cooped up performance center here. Man, don't get me wrong; it's a nice building down there where, where of course, some of the, some of your best trained to be the future of the company and the future of the business, obviously. But like I said, I mean they have pretty much used that place down to a T over ever since what, March or April, so it's been about four or five months they've been using that big time. And, you know, it's it, it's got to have its mileage. 
And I think I think they gotta give it a little bit of a gotta give it a little bit of a breather here. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to see they're using something a little bit uh, a little bit different here this time, a little bit more breathing room in my personal opinion. It, what about you? I had to say, thank goodness it's not it's not at Disney World because yeah. if it was at <laughs> Disney World, then then we would have had a problem. But oh, yeah. play smart on this. We, but it is smart on their part to do it at the Umbray Center, whatever you want to call it. Good points indeed, guys. But Some the question is, are they first? But, so, JD, with this news, does this yeah. mean they're not going to do what they're doing on Warren stuff with the no, with the new graphics and that? No, everything's going to be brand new. Stay the no, 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 no. I'm talking about like that. The the train industry trainees. Are you still able I to don't know them? about that yet. That's a good question. We'll have to look into that. I think so, but I'm not sure. We'll have to look into that. I'll have to find mm-hmm. out. I'll let you know about that. I'll let you guys know both on and offline about that, but I haven't heard yeah, it yet. I mean, J.D., if I may say one more quick thing before Please, you go ahead. With a big place like that, they ought to try to stretch that out a little bit and let maybe a handful of people in there. Yeah. Is, 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 that, is that building, is that a pretty good-sized building down there? In Orlando, San Francisco? Yeah, that's- yeah. I think it seats like yeah, 18,000. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's, it's. Well, I don't see any reason why they just spread it out a little bit. Yeah, it seats I mean, 20,000. It seats 20,000. 20, and they can keep them in, put them in the nosebleed sections if, if they're afraid yeah. of doing something like that. I mean, I don't see yeah. why not. But I mean, hey, but, but I guess they want to adhere to like everything going on right now, which is kind of. Which is kind of crazy. Oh, by the way, JD, before you continue on, I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt you here, but but of course, as uh, coming in now, of course, from the world headquarters here in Trinity, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, we do have another entry coming in here, of course, to join the forum on episode 255 of WWS Raw Radio. Let me go ahead and introduce him now, if I may. He is, of course, a 2017 and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. He is also, of course, a contributor to this program, of course, every single week, uh, and also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series here as well. And, of course, the man, of course, that, that we talk about here, if you think about that classic 66 come happy days, you know him, and you know him. He's the same as the character that always had the jet black hair, always combed back, the leather, big leather jacket, the nice looking white T-shirt, and of course, he's not afraid to show it off and get more. And get him, of course, one of these here in just a minute. Let's go ahead and bring this man right now. But I think he's itching to do a little something. I think just like, well, if I can get it working. Well, for some reason, it's not well. Like this. There you go. Oh. It is the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, only here at 255 of Raw Radio. Uh, Fonzie, of course, this is Chad here. I'm doing the announcement today. Uh, JD and Mitt here, of course, like I said, are in full swing. So there you go. Yes. And, of course, we got some other news to talk about. Fonzie, we'll get back to you in just a minute here. However, of course, we got some other news to report. Of course, coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on AEW, the deadly draw. The tag team semifinals will take place. Diamante and Ivelisse will take on Tenora Conti and Anna Jay in the semifinal match. Brandy Rhodes and Ali will take on Big and Little Swole. The winners of these two matches will meet in the final this Saturday for the AEW Women's Tournament Cup, if you will. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, AEW has 11 matches announced for this coming Tuesday night for their dark show, and here are the matches that you will see on the show. 
Alan Five Angels of the Evil Gimp Dark Order, if you will. Harold will take on Billy Gunn with, of course, his son Austin Gunn at his side. Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts will take on John Cruz and Jesse Sorensen. Jesse Sorensen, a former TNA Impact wrestler, making his debut on AEW Dark this week. Cole Cabana, Alex Three Silver, and Alex Four Reynolds will take on D3 Ryzen and Fabu Andre as the Dark Order will once again permeate our television. Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, who has taken a break from social media. The Party Boys themselves will be back in action this week, taking on Sean Dean and Frank Stone. Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, with his coach Tully Blanchard, will take on Will Hobbs. Kip Sabian, Howard Superbad, with his fiancée Boo Penelope Ford, will take on Michael Naka Naka Nakazawa, if you will. This should be a good one. Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Mark Queen, and Isaiah Cassidy, SCU and Private Party, will take on... The Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr., Fenex, The Butcher, and The Blade in an eight-person tag. Rad Velvet will take on Abandon. Ricky Starks will take on Lee Johnson. Baron Black and Tony Donati will take on Santana and Ortiz. And the Hybrid 2, Angelico and Jack Evans will take on the initiative. Brandon Color and Peter Avalon with the librarian, Labio Blue Pants Bates. So there you go, folks. Some matches coming up this week on Dark. Meanwhile, tonight on Raw, Howard, we understand that Shawn Michaels will be confronting Randy Orton after what happened last week, ladies and gentlemen, however, as far as what went down. Also, we understand Mickey James will be in action for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, however, since last year, taking on Natalia. Also, more of the Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, Dominic Mysterio fallout, which is now going to be a street fight coming up this Sunday, as announced. So those are just some of the matches we will see. Also, ladies and gentlemen, some other news to report, ladies and gentlemen, outside of wrestling as we do some of the news here on Outside of Wrestling here on Raw Radio. It is announced today that the SEC will release their football schedule tonight, and it will begin Saturday, September 26th. Among the games you will see in the first week include the following. Mississippi State at LSU, Alabama at Missouri, Georgia at Arkansas, Tennessee at South Carolina, Mandy at Texas A&M, Kentucky at Auburn, and Florida at Ole Miss. It will be unveiled at 7 o'clock tonight on the SEC Network. Now, here are the additional opponents that will take place. Original opponents for Florida will be Kentucky, LSU, Missouri, South Carolina, at Georgia and Jacksonville, and Ole Miss at Tennessee and Vandy. By now, you can add Arkansas and Texas A&M. For Georgia, it will be originally Auburn, Florida and Jacksonville, Tennessee, Vandy, at Alabama, at Kentucky, at Mizzou, and at South Carolina. You now can say you can add Mississippi State at home and at Arkansas on the road. Of course, you can check all these uh, teams out and their schedules beginning at 7 o'clock tonight. But, uh, Fonzie, as we were talking about as we started off the show, however, obviously, however, the story about uh, the WWE moving to the Amway Center and doing their uh, shows beginning this week. Let's get your thoughts on that and also the other story about Sonya Deville almost kidnapped over the weekend. Let's hear your thoughts about this ordeal. Sonny Deville, she got a dumb. She thinks she almost got kidnapped. Yes, that's uh, right. Baloney, baloney. No, true. No, it's true. It's true. It's no joke. It, it is. It is true. There was a story posted yesterday about. Yes, that's very. And plus, ESPN. Yeah, uh, who, yeah. Who wants to kidnap her? Seriously. Yeah, but but why would you stalk her at three o'clock? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, mount her like a fish. Uh, it's, it's, it's something fishy about that. Look at what she happened with. Look at what happened when she did last Monday with Manny Rose. Yeah, that was okay. last, even last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. But no, this is no joke. I'll send you the story. We'll, 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 
You, you, yeah. You're going to read the story. You'll, it's, you'll have to look online, Fonzie. It's a, it's a very true story. But uh, yeah. let's get. Uh, what about? But what about the WWE also moving into the Amway Center? What's your take about that? All right. Uh, we need to talk about this offline. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. That's all. Agreed. Agreed. And one final story to report, guys, and hope I believe John should be on pretty soon, unless he's on soon enough. We'll get his birthdays and dates here in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, we can report that Gerald McCoy, the Dallas Cowboys, will not be playing this year in the NFL. Apparently, he ruptured his right quadricep tendon during the first pad practice this morning of the Dallas yeah, Cowboys workout, and we understand he will undergo season-ending surgery. This after signing a three-year, $18 million contract back in May. So it looks like his season is all but lost at this point, as the Cowboys are down a guy after what happened this morning. But in the meantime, let's give you the number here, one 5620444 This is episode 250. Five Raw Radio. It is you missed Monday. something. What, what's that? The Daniel what Cormier. Oh, I'm going to talk about Daniel that. Cormier. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. Second two. If John doesn't is not on yet, I'll mention that. Yes, thank you, Mitt. Uh, of course, we got uh, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, joining me live, ladies and gentlemen, along with the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Of course, your announcer today, filling in for me today, but I will be back in the announced chair again next week. Hopefully, it is of course none other than Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw. Uh, you brought up a very good point there, mate. Yes, indeed. Of course, WWE is talking about going after Daniel Cormier. There has been reports about that, however. And uh, we understand that Fox also has an interest in him, and they want him to be a part of the SmackDown announce team, too. Um, Chad, I'll start with you on this story. What do you think about Daniel Cormier coming in as an announcer? And he just retired yeah. on Saturday. Five, two, yes. You have a UFC guy coming to be an announcer? Yes, yes. Daniel Cormier, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be kind of hard for him to be sitting behind a desk instead of being in that ring fighting. I mean, that's going to be kind of interesting to see that. But as Fonzie just said, we'll have to wait and see what happens. So, there you go. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, according to reports from Sunday night's main event, Howard Dave Meltzer said that WWE is interested in him. And also, however, he is a huge fan of the company. Revealed back in December that he did talk with the company uh, for a role in WWE backstage and said at the time he announced his retirement from UFC over the weekend, however, the following. You know, I've talked with WWE on a number of occasions. They want to work together. I almost was. I almost came to the press conference of Brock versus Velasquez to play the role of a fight builder. But unfortunately, my schedule did not work, however. I got an offer to work that new show, WWE Backstage on Fox. It just obviously didn't work with the new relations between the UFC and ESPN. But I mean, we're constantly trying to get me involved in the project. And as a big-time fan of the company, nothing makes me happier. I've got some great opportunities, man. I'm lucky. I've got some things outside the octagon that's going to carry me for a long time. Mitt, what do you think about Cormier maybe showing up in WWE? Um, I'm kind of surprised, especially when he just announced his retirement on Saturday, which he won, by the way. It's yeah. those didn't see. Um, well, yeah. Hmm. I think he kind of wasn't it a bit, because I would have, if it was me, I would um take a break for a little bit and then apply to dirty whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree. Fonzie, what about you? What do you think of this whole thing? Very sweet to see him on TV. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting. Yes, yeah. definitely. No, no question. Yeah. No question about it. 
Uh, now, hopefully, we will be hearing from the human suplex machine here. Uh, and just um, he said he would be on, however, so hopefully he is on with us right now. We'll be with on us in a few minutes for birthday. Actually, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to recommend here. He has not yet arrived. I have been checking on that. So in the meantime, I would like to offer to at least get today's history taken care of, and he can take care of it. Sure, that's fine. By all means, please do. Go okay, I'll go ahead and help him out on that here too as well. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the history and birthdays here for today, August the seventeenth. Filling in, of course, right now for the human suplex machine. John is not that gross. <laughs> okay. Anyway, on this date here in 1969 in Bloomington, Minnesota. Dr. X defeated Vern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. On this date here in 1986 in Charlotte, North Carolina, Nikita Koloff defeated Magnum TA to win their best of seven match series 4-3 to claim the vacated NWA United States title. Magnum TA was stripped of the title back in May when he assaulted then NWA president Bob Geigel during a contract for a title match and that too. And a side note, Koloff won the first three matches of the series, but would lose the next three before winning the deciding match. Hmm. Okay. Uh, give me just a second here. Let me. Right, I'm uh, right. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, on this day here, 1987 in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Nikita Koloff defeated Tully Blanchard to win the NWA World TV title. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me, let me, yes. Give me just a second here while I take it. Yes. On this date here in 1997, ECW presented Hardcore Heaven 97 from the War Memorial Auditorium in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 1,950 people were in attendance with about 84,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, which is down from 104,000 for ECW's first pay-per-view, Barely Legal. Here are the matches that took place. Taz defeated Chris Candido to retain the ECW World TV title. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Spike Dudley. RVD defeated Al Snow in a Monday Night Wars rules match. The Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, defeated PG-13, who was J.C. Ice and Wolfie D, to retain the ECW World Tag Team titles. Prior oh, to the Chad, match... by the way, Chad, real quick, by the way, I just talked to Justin. He should be coming in in a few minutes, so if you see his number pop up, he'll be coming in. Okay, I will check that here momentarily. So thank you very much for reminding me. Uh, prior to the match, the Dudleys were awarded the tag titles by forfeit. The original scheduled match was the Gangsters, the champions at the time, challenging the Dudleys. Mustafa Saeed, one half of the Gangsters, had left the company. Tommy Dreamer defeated Jerry Lawler. Of course, Jake the Snake Roberts made his one and only ECW appearance in this match. I remember that moment. I remember that very well. Uh, and Shane Douglas defeated Sabu and Terry Funk in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Heavyweight title. On this date here in, let's see, give me just a second here. Let me do my math here. Uh, so, in 2003, in Tokyo, Japan, Hiroshi Tenzan defeated Jun Nakayama to win the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament. Also on this date here in 2000, let's see, uh, yes, in 2008, also in Tokyo, Japan, Hiroki Goto defeated Togi Makabe to also win the, NJ, the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament. That's a very popular tournament, so there, there you go. Uh, on this, also on this day here, of course, we continue on in 2008. WWE presented SummerSlam from the Seiko Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana, of course, the home of, of the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. 
12,480 were in attendance with 477,000 watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 537,000 in 2007 and 547,000 in 2006. It's the first pay-per-view of the PG era. WWE went PG a couple days after last month's Great American Bash and featured the last televised Hell in a Cell match not to occur in October, the month of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, of course, since 2009, until, of course, WrestleMania 28, let's see, yes, in 2014. Despite the PG rating, there was a man-on-woman violence moment when Chris Jericho struck Shawn Michaels' wife, Rebecca, during a promo segment. I remember that too, man. That was ooh, that was ugly. Uh, here are the matches that took place at this SummerSlam. MVP defeated Jeff Hardy. Santino Morella and Beth Phoenix defeated Kofi Kingston and Mickey James in a mixed tag team match to win both the Intercontinental and Women's titles. Matt Hardy defeated Mark Henry by DQ in an ECW title match. CM Punk defeated JBL to retain the World Heavyweight title. Triple H defeated the Great Khali to retain the WWE title. Batista defeated John Cena. During the match, Cena suffered a herniated disc in his neck. The, the injury required surgery and would keep him out of action until Survivor Series. And The Undertaker defeated Edge in a Hell in a Cell match. On this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in 2010, Ted Lipscomb, also known as Nightmare Ted Allen, sadly passed away at his home from a heart attack in his home in Cartersville, Georgia. He was 54 years old. Born November 17, 1955 in Carterville, Georgia, Allen was, a, was multi-talented as a kid. He was a four-sport athlete and did the Cass High School newspaper. And he did play-by-play -play for some of their games. At age 14, he was a ring announcer for the weekly matches at the Sports Palace in Cartersville. Allen made his pro wrestling debut in the summer of 1975, shortly after dropping out of college and got married. By 1977, he was wrestling, and John will be here in about 30 minutes. By 1977, he was wrestling in Nashville under Nick Goulos while maintaining a real job. However, he'd often quit in the name of a good booking. He would wrestle full-time by 1980 as one and a half of the masked nightmares with Danny Davis. Wrestling under a mask was almost a way of life for Allen. He was a Mr. Wrestling, a Black Tiger, and believe it or not, even a Power Ranger for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Oh, boy, that was that would have been something to see. Allen's biggest contribution to the business came as a trainer, most notably trained Arn Anderson, Ray Trailer, of course, the big boss man, Scotty Riggs, Bull Buchanan, and even referee Randy Pee Wee Anderson. God rest his soul. Post-ring career, he promoted local wrestling shows in Georgia, ran a furniture moving business, and even built wrestling rings. Sadly, Allen died in his home in Cardinal, Georgia on August 17, 2010. He was 54. At the time of his death, he was survived by two children and three grandchildren. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Also on this day in 2010, at SmackDown taping in Bakersfield, California, Alberto Del Rio de Janeiro de Taco Bell, whatever you want to call him, and his personal ring announcer, Ricardo Rodriguez, both make their WWE TV debuts. Del Rio, of course, his real name is Jose Alberto Rodriguez, came into the company from CMLL, where he was a former World Heavyweight Champion and the winner of the 2006 La Copa Junior. He had some amateur credit as well, winning the gold medal in wrestling at the, in the 1999 Pan American Games. Ricardo Rodriguez, real name Jesus Rodriguez, of course, no relation, competed primarily on the West Coast independent circuit as the Mess Chimera. I guess that's how you pronounce it. He wrestled occasionally as well as the masked El Local. 
Del Rio was in the show's main event, submitting Rey Mysterio to win his debut and actually injuring Mysterio post-match. Also on this date in 2012, Giant Wrestling presented its second-ever event from the Orphan in Wiper City, Florida. Here are the matches that took place. Sue Young defeated Kimberly. Sojourner Bolt defeated Heidi Lovelace and Taylor Hendricks. Mia Yim defeated Stassi Steffi. Jessica Havoc defeated Rebby Sky. Rain defeated Santana. Leva Bates defeated Portia Perez. Made in Sin, Allison Kay and Taylor Maid defeated Misery, which was Christina Von Erie and Miss Chief. And Jazz versus Mercedes Martinez went to a no contest. On this date here in 2014, WB presented SummerSlam from the Staples Center in Los Angeles. 17,537 words in attendance with 150,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 298,000 homes for SummerSlam 2013. Understandable, as this was the first SummerSlam, and that too, as this was the first SummerSlam to be broadcast via the WWE Network. Of note, this was the first event to adopt the WWE Network logo as its company logo. The logo would replace the Scratch logo used in some form since 1998. Also of note, in a SummerSlam first, every championship contestant on the show changed hands. Unbelievable. Now let's, let's run it down. In a pre-show match, RVD defeated Cesaro. Dolph Ziggler defeated The Miz to win the Intercontinental title. Paige defeated AJ Lee to win the Divas title. Rusev defeated Jack Swagger in a flag match. Seth Rollins defeated Dean Ambrose in a lumberjack match. Bray White defeated Chris Jericho. Stephanie McMahon defeated Brie Bella. And a bit of trivia, this was Stephanie's first match since being defeated by her father, Vince, in an I Quit match at No Mercy in 2003. Roman Reigns defeated Randy Orton. And Brock Lesnar defeated John Cena to win the WWE World Heavyweight title. Uh, let's see here. Oh, let's see. On this day in 2014, Triple A presented Triple Mania 22 from the Arena Ciudad de Mexico in Mexico City. Of note, this was the first Triple A event to be broadcast in both Spanish and English. The recently fired Alberto Del Rio as El Patron Alberto and Rey Mysterio via satellite both made appearances at the event, while Jeff Jarrett and Ricochet missed the show due to travel issues. Here are the matches that took place. Aerostar, Jennifer Blake, Mascarita, Sagrada, and Pipinella Escalara defeated Mamba, Mini Abismo Negro, Sexy Star, and Superfly. El Hijo de Fantasma defeated Daga, Phoenix, Angelico, Australian Suicide, Lingala, Drago, Jack Evans, Joe Leiter, and Pentagon Jr. in a 10-man elimination match to unify the AAA Fusion and Cruiserweight titles. The Fusion Championship was retired with Phoenix as his only champion before the unification bout. Taya defeated Fabi Apache to retain the AAA Reina de Reina's championship. I guess that's their women's title. I think that's what that is. Electroshock was the last man in the cage in a six-man Luchas de Apuestas cage match. Other participants were Averno, Blue Demon Jr., Chess Man, El Macias, and La Porca. All participants had their hair or mask at stake. Psycho Clown defeated El Texcano Jr. in a hair versus mask match. With Texcano Jr. losing, he got his head shaved. And El Hijo de Pedro Aguayo defeated Cibernetico, Dr. Wagner Jr., and Mestiz in a four-way elimination match to win the Copa Triple Mania 22. And we have a we have a birthday here, and get ready to talk to hear something about this. 
Today's a happy 28th birthday to, of course, Soraya Jade Bevis. Uh, of course, uh, the, 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 another girl that JD dreams about at night, I guess, I don't know. Once known as Brittany Knight, <laughs> she's known these days as Paige. Born in Norwich, England, to wrestling parents, her father was a promoter and her mother a wrestler. Soraya J began wrestling at age 13. She had won championships in a few independent promotions throughout Europe before making her United States debut for Shimmer in 2011. During her brief time there, she was managed by and then feuded with her mother, Soraya. Soraya J tried out for WWE on two occasions before finally getting the call in September 2011, initially debuting for Florida Wrestling under her real name, Soraya. Her reign name was changed to Paige when she made her TV debut in February 2012. When FCW was rebranded as NXT, she gained a huge surge in crowd support, leading her to the NXT Women's title in 2013. Her success kept going when she made her main roster debut the night after WrestleMania 30, when she ended AJ Lee's nearly 10-month run as Divas Champion in just 79 seconds. The win made Paige, at the time just 21, the youngest Divas Champion in WWE history and the only one to hold both ladies' titles available in the company simultaneously. It wouldn't last long, so for two weeks later, Paige had to vacate the NXT women's title. Paige would win the Divas title a second time on her 22nd birthday. Now, as of... Now, as of... For you, Hush. um, As of, of course, uh, 2015, Paige joined the cast of E-Reality Series Total Divas and was a judge on the rebooted Tough Enough. She was also the co-founder of a coffee company called The Dark Gypsy. And also at the time, of course, guys, if y'all remember this all too well, she was dating Alberto Del Rio. And, of course, he knew how to stick his burrito in her taco. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, uh, JD will love that. Yeah. yeah. Can, you admit, can y'all tell Justin I'll let him hear in just a minute that I am still reading some stuff? Thank you. Uh, today is a very happy 38th birthday to cheerleader Melissa Anderson. Born in Los Angeles, Melissa is a second-generation wrestler with her father, Doug, having wrestled in the 1980s. In high school, she was a two-sport athlete for Pompeo High School. One of them was wrestling, where she was one of four girls on the team. Her amateur wrestling knowledge translated to the pros, where she started by Billy Anderson's No Relation Wrestling School in, at age 15. While training, she became the valet for the Ballard Brothers and worked primarily for West Coast-based All-Pro Wrestling. While there, she trained under Christopher Daniels, Robert Thompson, and even Brian Danielson, for if you know him as Daniel Bryan. She wrestled her first pro match 16 years ago on her uh, set on her uh, on her 17th birthday with Alexa Fife. Thanks in part to the internet, Melissa still managed to get her high school diploma while training in touring. After wrestling for Ultimate Pro Wrestling. She was invited to tour Japan for Joshi promotion Arison. For her 20th birthday, Melissa took online as Asuka, one half of the legendary Japanese women's tag team, the Crush Gals. She turned turned pro full-time in 2004 and won the APW Above the Wall title from Robert Thompson that summer. In the fall, she would be a part of the all-female chick fight tournament and eventually became the face of the tournament slash promotion, appearing in the first 10 chick fight tournaments appearing in four finals and winning twice. She would feed with Sweet Soraya, Eden Black, and Wesna Music during the Chick Fight series. Okay, thank you. The success of Chick Fight would lead to would lead to the formation of the Shimmer Women's Athletes, the sister promotion of Ring of Honor. Melissa would be one of the company's first heated feuds against Miss Chief, 
I feel that would eventually see the duo team briefly against the Minnesota home wrecking crew, then more on a full-time basis from 2008 to 2010. Anderson would chance the Shimmer Championship for more than a year before winning the title in October 2011 for the Massive Eagles and the Eagles' 18-month run as champion and a company record. Melissa's five-month run following the win would actually be the shortest in the promotion's history, uh, uh, losing the title to Sweet Soraya in March 2012. It would be more than a year before Melissa would win the title back from her, winning it the night before WrestleMania 29 in a steel cage match. The win would make Melissa the only two-time Shimmer champion in the promotion's six-year history. Melissa, as of 2016, of course, holds the record for longest Shimmer championship reign ever, holding it for 560 days before losing it to Nicole Matthews in a fatal four-way elimination match in October of 2014. Anderson would have a tryout match in 2016 WWE against Victoria, that would have a more prominent television role as a teenage knockout in 2008, uh, rotating between Raisha Saeed as a manager for Austin Kong and Alyssa Flash, a self-proclaimed future legend. Though the Flash persona would not debut until the summer of 2009, but a lack of TV time led to her requested release in January 2010. She reappeared twice for the promotion since in March 2011 and March 2013, more recently, Anderson joined Lucha Underground as the masked Mariposa, the sister of Marty the Moth Martinez. The well-traveled Anderson also won Attack of the Show's MySpace Girl of the Week in September 2006 and made occasional appearances on the show. In 2013, Anderson was ranked the number one female wrestler in the world by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Now, right fast, let's see if we have any other birthdays, of course, other than, of course, the the ones I the ones I just mentioned, of course, Paige and cheerleader Melissa. Let me see if we have anybody anybody else here today. I think I saw some yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, and of course, we may have a couple more guys on, and I apologize to them. Of course, I will be bringing them on here in just a few moments. Here's so my apologies, there, guys. For the hold up, as we're going to 3:40 p.m. Of course, like we said, episode 255 of Raw Radio. Uh, let's see here, August 17th. As I said, of course, I think Cheerleader Melissa was also known as Raisha Saeed, so I did actually say that. Um, of course, today, Raisha Saeed uh, turns, uh, uh, let's see, 38, 38, and Paige turns, I said, uh, 28. So those are the only birthdays. So they were, they were they were actually the only two that we had, of course, here today. So there you have it there, of course, here with that. Um, now let's now okay. Um, we were kind of hoping also here from the human suplex machine. He should be here momentarily. Uh, but there's your history and birthdays here for today. And I do believe yes, we do have one other person I think on the line here now through our live video feed. He is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the current GWI Phenom champion, as well as, of course, the WWUS, I believe, is the Nexus champion. I believe that's correct. Uh, and also a member of John Gross's Sports Pro Wrestling Illustrated Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring him. He may have stepped away, but I'm going to go ahead and unmute him here right now. That He's coming back on. I think there he is right now. But the man, of course, who has a lot of soul every time he talks and every time he sings. And if y'all haven't heard him sing, you got to listen to it. He actually sings pretty darn good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is, of course, the soul man, the one and the only. And, of course, if I can just continue to do that. There you go. 
Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, is now on with us. Uh, Justin, of course, welcome to 255 of Raw Radio, of course. Mr. WSWS, Chad Henshaw, of course. Thank you, uh, Chad. Take, take care of the announcing duties here today. As, of course, you do have, of course, in addition to, of course, you have the Iceman, Jared D. Duomo, of course, his, his return here, of course, back in the big chair. Also, of course, the King Clubs, Mitt Patel, and also the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, as well. Good to have you here with us here today. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. No, 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 no problem. No problem there at all. Okay, and uh, JD. Uh, I'm that's, here. That's yep. I was laughing at that party thing you did. Okay, hold on one second, Just That's all I got today. As far as today's history and birthdays are concerned, I will, like I said, when we do hear from the human suplex machine, if he cares to bring in the weekend's history and birthdays, I will, of course, turn that part over to him. But other than that, yesterday's has been, of course, squared away for you here today. So let us go ahead and swing back here to you as well as we go into 3.43 p.m. Eastern time. Please. Okay. Thank you very much, Chad. Yes, I am back, folks, however. And we were just getting ready to start to talk about TakeOver 30, which is, of course, coming up this Saturday. Of course, Justin, good to be on with you as well. We did talk about earlier, how our, and we'll get your thoughts here before we get into TakeOver, how obviously the big stories of the weekend, of course, the story coming, of course, from Sonya Deville, and also the story about the WWE going to the Amway Center. Let us hear your thoughts on these two stories, please, before we get into TakeOver 30 discussion. Justin, are you there? Are you talking to me? Yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. Um. Is uh, there, all right. There's some. Um. All right. Um. Oh, well, I thought. No, I thought. I thought. It, um. Sonya Deville kidnapped kidnapped uh, a WWE star, but but um. I realized it was something. Yeah. But I found out that someone someone else kidnapped. Um. I, right. I, I thought some. I thought Sonya Deville kidnapped someone, but I thought. But um. I realized that. A, a man, I realized a man kidnapped her. Yeah, tried to kidnap her. Yes, that's great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. yes. By the way, correction, she's a bisexual, not just a lesbian. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Spare uh, Thank you very much. Go ahead, uh, please. Uh, tell us your thoughts about the story involving uh, Sonia, please. Um, That's shocking. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank God she's okay. And then your thoughts about uh, WWE going to the performance uh, out of the performance center into uh, the Amway Center. Okay, w- WWE Thunderdome. That's well, um, what is what is, are, is it, are, are, are trying? Are they trying to? What are they trying to? What, what is the? Uh, I mean, what are they trying to do? Mock um the, that Mel Gibson Tina Turner movie? Yeah. Um. I think the more mocking Dosey W Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very good point, Matt. That's a very good point. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because that's why that's, that's how Vince that's, that's how WCW point, yeah. went out. Yeah. That, that's a good point. Very good point, both of you. Uh, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on this. And just to give you guys an update very quickly on some uh, other sports news right now, we got Tampa Bay and Columbus scoreless after one period. 
Later on tonight, we will see Colorado be playing Arizona at 5.30. Boston and Carolina will be playing at 8 o'clock. And at 10.30, St. Louis and Vancouver will be playing. Meanwhile, in the NBA, Utah is leading Denver right now by one point with five and a half minutes to go. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will have Brooklyn and Toronto, Philadelphia, Boston, and the Dallas uh, Mavericks will take on the L.A. Clippers. So those are some of the uh, games this should be good. One other thing we did talk about uh, mid earlier today, kind of offline, a little bit about obviously, the SEC unveiled its opening week football schedule today. Uh, they will start now at the end of September. Also, Gerald McCoy tore his tricep. He will not be playing for the Cowboys this year after signing a three-year, $18 million deal back in April. He will be done for the rest of the year. And also now reports are going around. Speaking of Dallas, former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver Des Bryant could be coming in for a workout, possibly tomorrow, with the Baltimore Ravens. So apparently we're going to keep an eye on that story, Heller. But let's get your thoughts about the story about McCoy and uh, the SEC's uh, new opening week schedule. I'm sure you haven't seen it yet, but if you haven't heard it, here are the games that will be playing. It will be announced tonight on the SEC Network. Alabama, Missouri, Florida at Ole Miss, Georgia at Arkansas, Kentucky at Auburn, Mississippi State at LSU, Tennessee at South Carolina, and Vanderbilt, Texas A&M. What is your thoughts of this new schedule going into uh, the new SEC schedule? I actually agree with Stephen A. and Boogum of Fallen. I missed it what they said. Please no let us know. It should be no cause football this year because this, you know, blue book. Yes. Yes, definitely. Good point there, D. Mitch. Justin, Justin, what do you think? I'm agree with Mitt. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement as well. No question about it. No question about it. Uh, I just, I don't get, I mean, if, like I said, if the Pac-12 can shut down and the Big Ten can shut down, why can't the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12? What's the point? You know, shut it to spring, March, or April next year. Because they worry about the money. That's all. Exactly. Well, I can say, say another reason. I'm sorry, J.D., my apologies. No, it's okay. Go ahead, Ted, please. I'm going to hear your thoughts on this, too. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I can say another reason why. It's because it hasn't happened because, because this pandemic hasn't affected anybody in these regions yet. They're waiting for that yeah. to happen. Yeah. They're waiting for that to happen, yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Very good point indeed. Well, we'll be watching this, guys. We'll be watching this very, very carefully. All right. Well, now we're going to get into the discussion of the hour, TakeOver 30, which, by the way, is coming up this Saturday on the WWE Network. Ladies originally it was supposed to be in Boston, but because of issues in Boston and everywhere else, however, that is not going to be taking place. As a result, Boston, however, home of John Cena and Sasha Banks. Yes, home of Sasha Banks and John Cena. <laughs> good point indeed. No, very good point indeed, Mitt. And, of course, right now we have four matches that have been listed for the show, so we're going to get everyone's predictions and thoughts on this, followed by SummerSlam, and then we're going to take, hopefully when John gets on, after John gives us the birthdays and dates, when he comes on, we're going to get everyone's thoughts about the greatest moments of TakeOver the last 30 episodes, and also everyone's thoughts about SummerSlam moments of the past 30-some years, so you want to stay tuned as far as that. So with that said, we are going to get everyone's predictions here and now. How are, again, there are only four matches right now listed for this I'm sure there'll be another match or two thrown on before Saturday, but right now these are the four matches that they have listed right now. 
We're going to get everyone's thoughts and predictions as we kick it around right now. And we'll start it off, of course, with the women. It will be Io Shirai, the genius of the sky, versus Dakota Kai. We will start our prediction roundtable today with Justin. Then we'll go to Mitt, Chad, Fonzie, and myself will be last. So with that said, however, we will start it off with Mitt on this one. Io Shirai, Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's title. Mitt, let us hear your thoughts on this one. Who wins this one? Io Shirai, because I did not want Io to go to the main roster just yet. Good point. Good if point I'm the dirty, yes. if I'm the dirty or Triple H, if you can protect Oscar, why you can't protect EO? Yeah, very good point. Very good point indeed. Good point. Justin, what about you? What do you got, EO or Dakota? EO. All right. Dad, who do you got? Well, first off, like I feel really, really Ripley got screwed out of this. Because I'm the thing about it, it should be EO versus Rhea Ripley. That's what the fans really want to see. Hmm. But my, that's that, that's just my personal take. However, I'm going to take EO. EO is going to retain. All right. Thank you very much, sir. You know what? I'm going to go with EO, too, and I agree with you about that, about Rhea Ripley. Although there has been rumors going around, and I'm sure it will probably be made official before the end of the week. No, if it wasn't for, you know, if it wasn't for um, Dakota Kai. If it wasn't for Dakota Kyrie, Reed would have that victory. Yes. You're all right on that. I'm going to go with EO2, and like I said, I think we're going to see Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez be announced before the weekend. I mean, I think the build-up of this has been interesting, especially the way things are going in the last couple weeks. I'm going to go with EO on this one, too. Uh, Bonzi, who do you got? EO Shirai or Dakota Kai? Bonzi, I'm go with, yeah, I'm, I'm here. No, no, I'm okay. Here. Okay, good. Yeah. Eo Shirai. Eo Shirai. So everyone's going with Eo across the board. Okay. All right, next Thanks one. Sleep. Yeah. Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes. Unfortunately, Cameron Grimes will not be competing, we understand, due to an injury. Taking on Tony Gargano, Ridge Holland, however, Ridge Holland, Tim Bauer, or the Velveteen Dream. This is a, we don't know, we know a couple of participants are already in, but we don't know the other members of the field, however. This is, of course, for the North American Championship. Of course, uh, Keith Lee, the North American Champion at one time, gave up that belt, however. Uh, I listed the participants again as Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes. Again, Grimes will not be competing. Johnny Gargano, uh, Ridge Holland, Finn Balor, the Velveteen Dream. This time I'll start with... uh, Justin, Justin, who do you got as the new North American champion? Keith Lee. No, well, he's not in this match. It's oh, Bronson oh, Reed, oh. Damian Priest, Grimes. Uh, Grimes is out of this. Gar- it's uh, Damian Priest, Gargano, Rich Holland, Finn, or the Velveteen Dream. Who's winning this one? Who do you think? Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes. Good pick. All right, Cameron Grimes. Chad, Chad, who do you got? Uh, first of all, it says Johnny Gargano or Rich Holland and Finn Balor or Velveteen Dream. Yes. So technically, they're not in this yet. Um, yeah, second chance. The second yeah. chance. Second chance. Yeah, it'll be second chance. No, Wednesday. Wednesday night it will be. Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, looking ahead a little bit. 
Call me crazy. I wouldn't mind seeing Finn Balor win. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I Mid, love Finn Balor. Got? Yeah. Mitt, who do you got? Ooh. I know this may be a long shot, but he's been on a road lately. But yeah. I'm going with Damian Priest. You know what? I'm going to go with you on that one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Damian Priest right now is on a roll. I would take. I, I, I was torn between him and Johnny, along with, as well as Finn. But I'm gonna go with on that one too. Hey, Johnny's been doing well on this seal roll. I like this new attitude of Gargano. I really do. I'm digging yeah. it. But you know what? I'm gonna go Priest as well on that one. All right. Next one, uh, Bonzi. We'll turn to you for this one. But before you, Hall, that has something. Yes. Yes. Uh, we may have another standby here. Let me double check. All right. Just a second, guys. We'll come back to. Predictions here in a minute? Okay. Yes, okay. And I think I see who this is right here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, he is, of course, the first 2016 and also 2020 legacy member of the WWS Hall of Fame. Also, another big part, of course, and normally likes to sit right beside JD on Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Man behind the history and the birthdays here, right? And also a man who is not that disgusting. I am talking about the human suplex machine. Mr. John <laughs> Gross. Uh, John, John welcome to 255 of Raw Radio, sir. Good to have you here with us. Well, I'm here. Finally. Hey, Johnny, what's going on? Chad's running the show today. I'm just sitting in the system chair today, but uh, I know. he's running things. But uh, we were just talking about John? some of Yeah. Um, we were talking though, John, a little bit about the Sonya Deville story. I know you will talk about that tonight on your podcast as well as Takeover and yeah. also SummerSlam predictions. Uh, but let's get your thoughts uh, before we get into uh, back into predictions about that story. However, involving Sonya Deville and also about WWE going into the Amway Center. What are your thoughts about that? Don't forget they're going in. Don't forget they're. Uh... Having that Thunderdome, too. That's what I'm saying, yes. What do you think about that? Yes. Go ahead. Well, reading, reading, reading that, uh, I like it. Hmm. I like the name. I would be yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm impressed with the name. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. how are they going to do, do that? Like, you know, when they do, like, basketball and stuff like that. Mm. I love it. Yes, indeed. Good point. Indeed. And having virtual fans in there, that can work. Uh, yeah. We also talked. We also talked about today. Being what about the co- what about the co- what, do you, what do you think they would do, would they get affected by COVID nineteen if, if they had, if it goes virtual? Yeah, virtual. John, would, oh, yeah. No. You can't I mean, go, you can't have COVID nineteen if you go virtual. Yeah, why well, yeah. Oh I man. Yeah. They're gonna have videos from what I heard it was or something like that. Oh, so everything's gonna be they're fine. Probably gonna, they're probably gonna do what the NBA does with the virtual fans. I can yeah. imagine. That's what I had heard. In the NFL, NFL, MLB, NHL. FBI, CIA. 
John, what do you make of this whole thing now? Yeah. Talking about the FBI, you know, good point though, Chad. But talking about the FBI, let's ask you this, John. What is your thoughts about this whole Sonya Deville thing, however, that happened over the weekend? What are your thoughts? I hope that guy gets arrested. He did. He's already arrested. Yeah, he's been arrested. Yeah, yeah he was arrested. He no, I, think, no, I, I think the reason... I think the reason why he he tried to kidnap Sonya because of of because of her um because he he doesn't like like um lesbians. Well, he's bi. Well, also too, That's don't forget good. he was stalking her for about eight months supposedly. That was the word that we had heard. Yeah, My, yeah. hold on, can I interfere? Please go ahead. <coughs> My cousin was dead. My cousin was dead. Why hasn't Dirty been aware of this? In the first place. Good question, Mick. Good question. Yeah. I said, why hasn't the dirty been aware of this in the first place? Yeah, that that, that mm-hmm. is a good question. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Because because Vince was too wor- Vince has been too worried about his blame company and all that, trying to keep it afloat during this pandemic. That's one reason. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's a good point. That's a very good point. Also, that guy wanted to drive a Sonya Deville. So he doesn't even have a care in the world. The guy he doesn't even have a care in the world. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it does. That's the reason why. I mean, like I said, because I was he was he's he is like I said before. That's why I said WWE should be another thing that should have been shut down throughout the rest of the year. And like now, like they have like a whole bunch, and I can go through that. I'm not gonna go through all that again. But like I said, Vince. The thing is, it's competition, and he knows AEW is a direct threat right now. And if he was to let his foot off the gas for one second, AEW would just be right on through. And like I said, he would be just left in the dust. So no, no, no. He was too worried. He's too too worried about doing all that. That's that's why he's not paying attention to the wealth out welfare that happens outside the ring of his superstars. Like for example, this situation with Sonya Deville. Yeah, it's not just him; it's Triple H and all them too. Well, yeah, but at least, at least, like I said, Triple H's lips are too big to fit on the alabaster keister of Vince's England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Another story we talked about too, uh, John, and uh, we mentioned kind of, sorta, is Daniel Cormier is talking with WWE. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this whole thing? Hmm. Daniel Cormier, yeah. who just oh. retired on Saturday after his yeah, match. Yeah, just retired on Saturday. Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, be a commentator or something like that. Yes, yes, he's playing the joining the commentary booth with Cole and uh, Corey Graves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he'll break Corey Graves in half. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hmm. Yeah, maybe be a commentator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll be a commentator. Yes, indeed. Very good point, indeed. Well, we did talk about some matches already, John, and we'll get your thoughts on these. However, uh, before we get into the final two matches, then we'll get into the birthdays and dates with you from uh, John, uh, Chad did today. And I got some other. I got some history too. <laughs> okay, we'll add that too, Justin. Just a minute, well. John's doing that then, no problem. Uh, John, let's get your thoughts on these two matches as, real quick. Uh, the first one was Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Your thoughts on this one? I'm going to go with Io. 
Alright. And the next one was Bronson Reed taking on Damian Priest, taking on Cameron Grimes, who was not in the match, taking on Johnny Gargano, and taking on either Ridge Holland, Finn Balor, or the Velveteen Dream. Uh, I went with Damian Priest with Mitt, uh, but uh, some of us had different picks. Who's your pick on this one? I would say Finn Balor. That's what uh-huh. you're That's a good pick, John. That's a very good pick. All right, we got two more to talk about, and then John will let you uh, step in. How as I will have to step out for a few minutes, guys, and let him do the birthdays from yesterday and Saturday. So, John, you don't have to do today, but we did wish Gerard, of course, our brother GTS, a very special happy birthday. And I also want to say happy birthday also yesterday to my one cousin, however, who celebrated birthday yesterday, my cousin Dan's brother Paul, and my other cousin Maya, who turned 21 on Friday. Happy 21st birthday to her. All right, the next one. Congratulations. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And my uh, birthday is one week from this Wednesday. That's right. Yeah, you and Shaq are not far apart. You guys are coming up on your birthdays. That's right. You both are. That's right, Justin. You are correct on that. Yes. All right, we were talking about this one, and we we're going to get into this one next hour. Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. We were just going to start with Fonzie. So, John, we'll start with you this time. Fonzie, we'll start on the last match with you, Howard. Let's get your thoughts on this one. Who wins between Cole and McAfee? I'm going to go with Cole. I'll have Cole. Uh, Mitch, who do you got? Adam Cole, baby. There you go. Justin, who do you got? Adam Cole, baby. There you go. Nah, Chad? don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's your, I'm sorry, Mitt, that's your line. Sorry, yeah, that's, that's your line. <laughs> we'll let Mitt say that. At the, we'll, we'll let Mitt say that this week. That's fine. Go. Keep going. Uh, oh, gosh. This is this is going to be, first off, it's going to be, it's going to be as JR used to say, a slap or not. I will go ahead and say that. Y'all going to call me crazy? I'm going to and and it's first off, it's it's a hard, it's a tough choice. Yeah. Definitely a tough choice, no doubt. Y'all going to call me nuts? I'm going to say Pat McAfee. I don't know why. Okay. But some, yeah. Okay, that's all right, no problem. And Fonzie, you got the last one. Who do you got, McAfee or Adam Cole? Pat McAfee is going to kick him in the fucking balls. Oh. Adam Cole. So you and Chad are both going Pat McAfee. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting pick. All right. Very, very, very interesting predictions there, guys. Okay. Very, very interesting. All right. Let's go to, let's go to the last match now. And we'll start with Fonzie this time. Oh, that's right. Fonzie. He's an Indianapolis football star. Yes. And, of course, he came from uh, Western Pennsylvania, Plum High School in Monroeville, which is about from Fonzie. And I live in Indiana. What's that? He says he lives in Indiana. Yeah, but uh, he went to Plum High School. Yeah, he went to WVU, too. But don't forget, J.D. The Mount Steers. Yeah, the Mount Steers. Yeah, the Mount Queers. Next uh, one, Fonzie, we'll go to you on this one. Yeah, that's what Bob the Pitt fans call West Virginia. But anyway, Fonzie, we'll go to this one with you. Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee. Remember, Karrion Cross has Scarlett Boudreaux in his corner. Yeah, I know. Who do you you got in this one? I can't stand these two, the cross and his uh, witch wife, whatever yeah. her name yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, they're both are freaking pure white. Look like look like they came from a freaking 
uh, what movie they called? Night of the Living uh, Dead. Yeah, yeah, but uh, wait, worse than Night Living Dead. But go Dead. on. Yeah, please yeah uh, Exorcist, we'll say. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Keith Lee, baby. All right, Keith Lee will retain. I'm going to go with Lee as well. Justin, who do you got? I go left. Uh, wait. Uh, what's this? What's this match? Is this Keith Lee and Karrion and- Cross? Um, Keith Lee. All right, John. Who do you got? Keith Lee. And Mitt, you have the final one. Poof. This is tough, tough, tough. Um, as much as I'm a Killer Cross fan, yeah, you remind me a lot like Taz from his payday. So, I had to go with my boy Keith Lee. All right. So there you go, guys. Somebody. Yeah, AJD, he missed me. The one, the last match. Oh, the um, you said Pat McAfee. No, be, before Pat McAfee. Which one? The the six oh, one? Yeah. Okay, who do you got? The six one, you mean? Or whatever? Yeah, who do you got? Sorry, go ahead. The six one. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 yeah, the six one. Uh, don't, 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 don't let me hear Johnny Gargano is going to win. Please. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid if that happens, Keith Lee. What's the matter with you? You should have kept that Northeastern uh, title. If, if Johnny Gargano wins, uh, please. I'm gonna go with Reed, the 350 pounder. He's been bowling. Big, big yeah. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a real good pick there. He has been dangerous though as of late. That's a good pick you took there. Okay. All right, folks. Well, on that note, I'm going to wait, 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 wait. And Keith Lee's going to win. Yeah, I'll take Keith Lee. Is Escobar? Instead, you're going to go with Keith Lee, too? Okay. Well, on that note, guys, I'm going to step out for a few minutes, however, right now, while I'm doing that, however. Let John take over the birthdays, however, and from yesterday and Saturday. And when we come back, folks, we're going to get into SummerSlam predictions. So, folks, stay tuned. The fun's just beginning. I'll be um, back in a few. Didn't he forget the Santos Escobar and Isaiah So Scott match? That match has it's not listened. It's not listened. Okay. Okay. All right. You know what? Even though, you know, even though WWE is failing, but it's it's um good good idea to have um um to have the Thunderdome virtual. Without the protect and being protected from the COVID nineteen. Yeah, and while JD is like I said stepped away here, good point there, Justin. While while of course like I said uh, JD stepped away here, we're going to turn it over to the human superstition John Gross, who is going to recap, of course, uh, the history and birthdays here for August the fifteenth, this past Saturday, and yesterday August the sixteenth. John, I will also point out that a condensed version of yesterday's history and birthdays is, of course, on WWS on this date if you, in case you need it. So, otherwise, go ahead and take it away, my man. It's all yours. All right. 
30 years ago today, WWE presented SummerSlam Fever from the Memorial Auditorium in Utica, New York. Um, 26 years ago today on Monday Night Raw tape in Lowell, Massachusetts, The Undertaker defeated Queen. Big deal, you're probably saying, right? Well, yeah, it was kind of a big deal. The match, which did not air until the September 12, 1994 episode of Raw, served as a major spoiler for the SummerSlam 1994 main event between the two Undertakers. Twenty-five years ago today, Kiji Muto defeated Shinya Hashimoto to win the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament. Now, twenty-four years ago today, WCW held Clash of Champions from the Denver Coliseum in Denver, Colorado. Sixteen years ago today, WWE presented SummerSlam from the Air Canada Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Seventeen with just four fifteen thousand homes purchased in the event on pay per view. Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit to win the World Heavyweight Championship. The win made Orton at the time, just 24 years of age, the youngest world heavyweight champion in history. Legend has it in the uh, Raw Diva Search contestants against the Raw Divas in Diva Dodgeball that the men's locker room wasn't particularly happy about the result, so the losing side was taking the rest of court over it. <laughs> That's funny. 14 years ago today on Raw, no, 15 years ago today on Raw from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, Hulk Hogan defeated Kurt Angle by disqualification. It was Hogan's last match on Raw. 10 years ago today, WWE presented SummerSlam from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. That was when Team Cena with Daniel Bryan making his Return defeating the Nexus. Yeah, and it's also revealed that Kane really kidnapped. It was it was yeah. Rey Mysterio pointed out Kane kidnapped Undertaker. No, 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 no. He put Undertaker in a vegetative state, Justin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, thank yeah. Yep. Fact check you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Alright. And yesterday the Nexus turned um turned on Michael Carver. That was yesterday. Yep. Okay. Don't see no birthdays for August fifteenth. Okay, I uh, you know I got some re- some history too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, yesterday. All right. Today is a happy birthday to um Donnie Wahlberg, the new kids on Block and that from that TV CBS show um 
Blue Bloods. And remember, he was uh, he was a special guest. He was a celebrity guest at WrestleMania 10. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sixty. All right. Can I go ahead, Justin? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sixteen years ago today, Vern Gagne awards himself with the AWA World Heavyweight Title. Thirty-four years ago today, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Rock and Roll Express defeated the Midnight Express in a best-of-three falls match to win the NWA. World Tag Team Championship. 30 oh. years ago today, Pat O'Connor dies of cancer at the Jewish Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri, just six days shy of his 66th birthday. 27 years ago today in Poughkeepsie, New York, WWE presented SummerSlam Spectacular. The show airing six days later served as a hard sell for the fall and Monday SummerSlam. Of note, Lex Luger's I'll Be Your Hero debuted on this show. <laughs> Don't do that again. Nineteen years ago today, the WWE presented its first ever live episode of SmackDown. The show debuted a new theme. The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson and a new set A new set and a large fist breaking through glass. Sixteen years ago today on Raw from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. As Evolution celebrated Orton retaining the title, Pizza hoisted Orton on his shoulders as Triple H gave his thumbs-down approval to Randy Orton. Uh, Fourteen years ago today, Layla L. wins the 2006 Diva Search. Where is she now? Under. I don't know. That's a good question. Yep. Fifteen years ago today, Ashley Massaro wins the 2005 Raw Diva Search. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Ten years ago today on at a Raw taping in Los Angeles, California, Sheamus defeated Zack Ryder in only 11 seconds to retain the WWE Championship. Exactly, my point. Yeah, eight years ago today, WWE releases Christina Crawford. I don't know about her. <laughs> yep. Today would have been the 73rd birthday of, 74th, I mean, of Dick Murdoch. And also today would have been the 91st birthday of Fritz Von Eric. The patriarch of the Von Eric family. Yes. Was this yep. from yesterday, John? This was this from yesterday, John? Yes. Okay. It is. Also, okay. Also, we do have a couple other ones to report, unless you have them. Okay. Happy 31st birthday to Cedric Alexander. Happy 33rd birthday to Big Cass. Yeah, I put those down as well. 
Okay. Yes. Also, we know Pat O'Connor passed away in 1990 following a bout of cancer. You said that. Happy 90th birthday to Frank Gifford, the former New York Giants football superstar, our Monday Night Football legend. Oh, I miss that man. I miss him, man. Great Those guy. are good old Great days. When he... Yes, him, Dandy Dawn. Monday Night Football days on ABC. Yes, him and uh, Al Michaels and Dan Deardorff were good, too, together. But he started Monday Night Football, of course, in 71 with uh, Cosell and uh, Dandy Dawn and Keith Jackson. Hank Williams, Jr. Hank Williams Jr. cranking Hank Williams up on Monday Nights. Yes, indeed. Happy birthday to him. And also, another special birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Today would have been, and this is a guy who I think should be in the Hall of Fame, if you ask me, turning 74 years old, the late, great Dickie Murdoch, who teamed up with Dusty Rhodes and Adrian Adonis in the North-South Connection and the West Texas Outlaws. He would have been 74 yesterday. He died, of course, at the age of 50, of course, of a heart attack. Two months shy, actually, at 49, two months shy of his 50th birthday. We just said that to not put that down. So happy birthday. Oh, um, but um, uh, <clears throat> I will, uh, I will, I will, of course, uh, <clears throat> let me see. There was, there was, there was something else I was going to say, of course, about, uh, about, about uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, John brought up in the history, of course, did it be releases Christina Crawford. I did make a note in the history on the on this day page. She is the younger sister of Alicia Fox. Okay, so there we go. There's some uh, yeah. history that we yeah. we did not know, guys. So there we go. In case anyone wanted yeah. to know who that was, I, already, I knew was too. There. I knew all along. I knew too. Yeah, well, yeah. I said I put it on the page, so it's on the page. Uh, but I'm sorry, John. Was there anything else? I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you. Nope, that's it. Okay. okay, thank um, you. Very John, much. you forgot to announce your winners from last night. Yes, John, you want to do that? Go ahead, by all means, please. Go ahead. Yeah. Work on this. All right. So, so, Chris got... Harris. Go ahead. So, Chris Harris defeated Ron Johnson 300 to 280. Yes. The yes. title, which was the honorable one. Oh, yes, very good. Very good. Yeah, I got. And uh, mm-hmm. before before we get into any more uh, news, however, uh, real quick, we also want to express our deepest condolences to John Xavier Badua, who this past week, tragically and suddenly, we lost at the age of 43. Badua, of course, was known as the all-around best as Xavier in Ring of Honor, and the outpouring of support of people, including Joseph Park, aka Biss. Santana from the uh, Inner Circle, Tommy Dreamer, and many others have talked about him. And again, our thoughts and prayers are with his friends and family and colleagues today as we say goodbye to this very special young man at the age of only 43. Yes, uh, actually, I think Captain Day posted that in the Heaven Wrestling Federation yes. uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, so, yes, yeah, yeah. I got some history, too. Go ahead, please. I got some history too. Our way. Happy birthday! Today is a um, happy birthday to Jenny Rose from Ring of Honor, and um, today is also a happy birthday to Dick Togo, Japanese wrestler Dick Togo. Yes. And um, and four years ago today, four years ago today, um, I mean thirty years ago today, um, I think our four films were released in theaters. The Exorcist starring the late George C. Scott from Patton 
and Brad Dorf, um, who did the voice of Chucky. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. another movie that came out 30 years ago today was uh, My Blue Heaven, starring Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. And in uh in Taking Care of Business starring Jim Belushi and Charles Grodin. That's my hometown Pittsburgh, yep, another good movie, yep. And um Wild at Heart starring Nicolas Cage and Laura Laura Dern from the Steven Spielberg film Jurassic Park. Oh and yep. twenty oh, okay. And 20 years ago, uh, Kane on SmackDown explained why he turned on his brother. And he said, why did I turn on my brother? I've been what I always became. I am a monster. Yes, indeed. Also today, a very special happy 51st birthday. And Chad's not going to like this, though, but we'll say it anyway. To former Duke Blue Devil superstar Christian Leitner, who turns 51 today, the gold medal winner in Portland, Barcelona, and who finished with the Southern Mexico City in 89, and in 1999, the Goodwill Games, however, as well as the Bronze and Havana, the Pan American Games, however, and Argentina in 1991, the World Championship in FIBA, American Championship in 89, 92, silver and gold, respectively, finishing his career with 11,121 points, 13 points per game. Seven rebounds a contest, 5,806, 2,224 rebounds per game. From Angola, New York, however, he attended Nicholas School in Buffalo, New York, was drafted number one, third overall by the Minnesota T-Wolves in 1992. He also played with the Hawks, Pistons, Mavericks, Wizards, Heat, and Jacksonville Giants. He is now a coach of the Fort as an assistant of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. He was an all-star in 1997, all-rookie first team in 93, two-time NCAA champion, and also a Final Four most outstanding player in 1991, leading the Duke Levels. After upsetting the UNLV Rebels 79-77 in the semis that year in Indianapolis. National College Player of the Year 1992, first team All-American that same year, and second team All-American in 91. ACC Player of the Year 92, 91-92 was also ACC Athlete of the Year, first team All-ACC, second team All in 1990. His number 32 jersey has been retired by the Blue Devils, second team Parade All-American in 88, third team Parade All-American the year before in 87, and USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year in 91. Happy 51st birthday again to Duke Blue Devils superstar Christian Leitner, who had one of the biggest shots of his career in 1992 when they beat the Kentucky Wildcats and Rick Pitino, probably one of the greatest semifinals I've ever seen, 103-102 in the legendary Philadelphia Spectrum against Rick Pitino and UK, which led him to their second championship. He has also won the jerseys 4, 44, and 32 in his career. So happy birthday to him. Now... We are back, however. Let's give you the number again, one 605 episode 255 on Monday, August 17, 2020. The Human Suplex Machine, along with the King of Clubs, Mick Patel, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, of course, Mr. Dice, Chad Hinshaw, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Gentlemen, we are now going to get into SummerSlam 2020 predictions. And well, we do that, however, we're going to go through these very quickly. Uh, unfortunately, because, of the t- uh, because we're going to try to end a little bit on time, we're not going to have much time to talk about take over and uh, SummerSlam moments, but we might do that maybe later this week or next week, Howard, even though it's a week late, but we'll talk about it. I'm sorry about May. Just just also as a a personal personal favor here, uh, forgive me for, I don't mean to cut you off here, but but tomorrow on Tuesday's edition of Revolution, after we go through the thoughts and opinions about Monday Night Raw, we will, of course, take care of the of your favorite takeover and SummerSlam moments. 
Yes, I, I think that's, I think that'll work. Yeah, I think that'll work. Yeah, I think everyone want to weigh on those tomorrow yeah. night, maybe on Revolution. Yeah, that that sounds good. I think we can do that. Plus, uh, everyone, don't forget to sign up this week, however, for uh, the trivia challenge that'll be coming up this week. Mr. WCW will let us all know about that during the week, of course, and also John's uh, thing. John, I think you'll be having that up and running probably like like Wednesday, I would think, maybe Thursday. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. definitely get into that. Thank you very much, sir, John. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're now going to get into Summer Slammers, I call it, Summer Scam Predictions 2020. And, of course, now we'll start with John, of course, in the first match, and then we'll go work our way around the circle. And then, again, in the next match, I'll pick another person to get their thoughts, and we'll go around the circle again. So, with that said, John, you get the first match of Summer Slam, and it is Apollo Crews versus MVP for the U.S. title. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Cruz. I'm going to go with Cruz, too. Justin, who do you got? Wait, oh, this is for, oh, this is for the U.S. title of SummerSlam, right? Correct. Yes. Apollo Cruz. All right. Bonzi, who do you got? Bonzi left during the history. I'm about okay, to tell you. Well, we'll, okay, well, we'll check back in with him later this week, then. Thank you very much, Chad. Uh... Mitch, who do you got? Okay, I'm going to be hated on this pick, but for some reason I'm thinking MVP, thanks to the hell with Benson and Lassley. No problem. That's a, that's a good, no problem. That's a good pick. We're not, we're, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, no one's going to speak to you on your pick. That's fine. I'm not going to jump down your throat on this one. That's a good. That's not a bad choice. Okay, and Chad, who do you got, MVP or Apollo? I'm taking Apollo first. All right. All right, up next, however, we will start with Justin on this one. We will start off with Mandy versus Sonya, hair versus hair. Who wins? I'm going to go. Mandy. No, Mandy. Justin, the pick this time. John, you went last this time. Okay, uh, you go next, John, since you want to say something. Go ahead. Mandy and Sonya, who do you got? I'm going to say Mandy. I'll say Mandy, too. Mitt, who do you got? My hair. <laughs> yeah. Good pick. Good pick, though. I bet, I bet, you know what? I bet, I bet Mandy I bet Mandy Rose is going to make Sonya Deville's hair look like Stone Cold and Vin Diesel and Elmer Fudd this Sunday. Speaking of hair, yes. what's your thought about Bon Strowman's new look? It looks like an egghead. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. You were saying. Um, I don't know, actually. Um, I would kind of say Sonya. All right. You know, Sonya, not a bad pick. And Chad, who do you got? Mandy. You got Mandy too. Yeah, man, 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 Mandy, Mandy, Mandy. Yes, I like that new look on her too, man. It's awesome. But don't let Ann hear I this, okay? What Mandy? Yeah. 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 Katie wants Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. That's a good pick. Okay, next one. However, we'll start with Justin on this one. 
Justin, you are up on Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. And, you know, if please do not let Randy win this match. Please don't. Because this is, this is, because when he was WWE champion, at, uh, when he won the WWE champion at SummerSlam 2013, ratings went very low when he had that, that period. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. And, of course, uh, just a quick reminder, next week, ladies, you know what, after we do our thoughts of this, however, do not forget, we will be talking about the next pay-per-view that will be coming up the following week. I know it's strange, but go figure. However, it will be WWE Payback. Okay, uh, Chad, who do you got in this one? I'm going to say Drew. I think Drew continues, continues the trend. I think he's going to hold on to it. I'm going to go that way, too. Uh, Mitt, who do you got? I say Drew, but if they had a rematch, then Randy at payback. Yeah, I think that's the way they're going to go. Yep. And, John, you got this one. Drew. All right, everyone's got Drew across the board. Okay. Up next, we'll start with Chad on this one. And I, I hope he fails at payback, Randy. Yes. I hope he fails and, at payback. We'll start with Chad on this one. This one has uh, very, very serious ramifications. The street fight. Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Who do you got? Well, this is going to be, uh, you know, did did the uh, uh, kendo stick to Dominic from Seth Rollins really kind of toughen up the son of the 619? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be back and forth here because, I mean, Seth has got the experience, obviously. Uh, Dominic Berby doing some big time training here, of course, especially from his dad and other guys. Hopefully, maybe even who knows, maybe Kane Velasquez might have a hand in that training there as well. You never know. Um, that being said, it's a very tough call. You want to, you have to, you feel you're gonna say you're gonna go with one because he's got the experience, but you don't like him. But and you want, but you want to go with the other one, even though that. He may not get by, but you know me. I've often said I always love going with the underdogs here. Rey Mysterio, of course, we've always said he's the ultimate underdog. I think the son of the ultimate underdog is going to probably pull this. I'm going to say Dominic Mysterio. All right, who's your pick again? Sorry. Dominic. I said Dominic. Yes, say Dominic. You know, I agree with you, and the thing that would make sense, and I think Justin would agree with me, and I think all of you would agree with me, is if some by somehow chance this was all set up all along, and I think, Justin, you were one of the people that brought that up to me a few days ago, and I hope it's not the case here. I don't see it being the case here. They would be very, very smart, however, not to do this, however, at least right now. Yeah, 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 I told, yeah, J.D., I told you that um, it, it might, that, that it wasn't, um, uh, it won't, I, um, it, like it, it wouldn't be, a, it wasn't really a match between Seth and Seth and um, Dominic because it was, a, it was a, the match just to, just to uh, uh, set up the um, the, the lore Ray Mysterio's bait so that um, Dominic can turn on his father Ray. Right. So uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dominic too on this one, and I'll have you uh, go with your pick on this one. Now go ahead, please. I will say. Dominic. Don says Dominic. Okay. Uh, Mitt, who do you got? Uh, Dominic was to help with his dad. 
Yeah, I agree. And then, uh, Dustin, you have the final call on this one. Dominic. Yes. All right. Up next, however, we're coming down the stretch here, folks, however, with the first of our three big matches, however. The next one, we will start it off again. This time, we're going to switch it up. Howard John, you started uh, with uh, the U.S. title, so this time, we're going to switch it around. I'll start with Mitt on this one. Boyley versus Asuka. Mitt, who do you got? Oh, I boy. I think it's time to... What's that? Never, no, go ahead. No, I didn't say... Go ahead. Go ahead, Boyley, um, go ahead. I think it's time for a sudden somebody lose the belt. So I'm going with Oscar. You're going to go with Oscar. And I'm going to go with Oscar there as well. Also, today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to point out I believe it was yesterday. I'm looking here. I'll have to double check my notes here while uh, uh, Mitt, you gave us your prediction. We want to wish also happy birthday yesterday. Uh, very special happy birthday to the wife of Frank Gifford, Kathy Lee Gifford, who turned 67 yesterday. I just found out just just now. I thought it was today, but today is her six. Yesterday was her 60th birthday. So happy birthday uh, to the wife of probably one of the greatest New York Giant football players of all time, one of the sweetest guys in the world, Mr. Frank Gifford. His wife. Kathy, yeah, I miss him. Yes, indeed. I miss him. Uh, yeah, I remember watching him all the time on Monday Night Football when I was a kid. Oh, so do I. I think everyone does. I mean, he he was he was a genius, and I can only imagine the what 90s, man, like. the 90s. Oh yes, I grew up like I said. I I remember growing up in the I'm like in the mid '80s, like '85, '86, '87. I mean, I was like nine, ten, eleven years old, and I can remember that when he was watching. However, uh, Justin, you're next. How you got uh, this whole thing with Boyley and Oscar? Who do you got? Um, I love uh, Oscar, and um, do you all right? But the real question is, do you think it will be two belts, Oscar, this Sunday at um? Do you think it will be two belts Oscar this Sunday at SummerSlam 2020, J.D.? I'm saying yes. I think she's going to walk out with both. I really do. I really do. What about you, uh, What about you? What do you think? Oscar. Yeah. Who said yeah first? I did. It was John. Okay, John, you think yes. Mitt, what do you think? Hell fucking yeah. Dad? I agree, yes. So, yeah, I think we're all taking Oscar on the board on both picks, so, yeah. And you know what? Yes. 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 There's something wrestler that would look bad if Oscar win two belts. So, let's see here. We had Becky two belts last year. Yeah. We already have Bailey two belts. We yeah. already have Sasha two belts. Oscar two belts and not Charlotte, that don't look good on you. Good point. Good point. By the way, guys, also happy 77th birthday today goes out to another special person, Mr. Robert De Niro. Yes, Robert De Niro turned 77 today. I know how to do a good impression yeah, I mean, with him. What's that? I, just, I know how to do a good, good impression of Robert De Niro. Please, go ahead. He's one of my favorite actors. All right. Yeah, all right this is from the movie Heat when it was. All right, this is from the movie Heat when um, he was ta- um, confronting um, 
Al Pacino in the bar. Here goes. Go for it. What do you what do you do got me boxed in? You gotta put me down. Because no matter what, I will not hesitate for a second. Very good. And that is a good movie, by the way. That's a terrific, terrific movie, by the way. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Of course, one of my favorite De Niro movies has to be, and it's a tragic one, too, is The Deer Hunter. One of my favorites. That's still one of my favorites. I never get tired of that movie. Not just as a shot here, but it's still a good movie. And I also, the other movie, I, I mean, I can, I can watch him on hours on end, is still Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers. Although the third one I did not like. The first two were good. Very good movies, indeed. Yeah, well, I remember so Robert De Niro. Good. I remember Robert De Niro in touch when he told um, Kevin Kessner, you got nothing, nothing. The Untouchable, yes. Oh, yes, as, as Al Capone, yes. He was fantastic. And that's about a lot talking to the You know what's funny? I watched that, you know, I watched that movie about a month ago, and I forgot how good that was with him in uh, freaking, uh, uh, like I said, him in uh, Costner. I mean, Costner was so good as uh, Elliot Ness, but uh, Sean Carney was in it. Uh, Pacino's uh but Capone was so good at it too. You're right. Let me tell you something, you guys. That movie came out in the late '80s. That movie hasn't aged. That movie no. has not aged. No, no, no. After no. 25 <laughs> years, that's that's still classic. And another movie that has an age too was, I mean, I, it was on AMC yesterday and on Saturday night. I ended up watching it, and I still watch it every time it's on. I still and I have it on DVD. It's a classic. It still was The Godfather when he was young Don Corleone in 1974. That was the first thing. I'm making yeah. an offer your account with fuels. Yes, exactly. I can do a really good Al Pacino impression. Please, go ahead. We'll hear this before we get our last pick. Go ahead. All right, this is, this is another scene from the movie Heat when he was confronting um, um, from the, confronting Robert Nero, um, Robert Nero in the bar. I mean, at a go restaurant in, in the movie Heat. Go ahead. You know, my life is a disaster. So I picked all, spent all my life Chasing guys like you around the block. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's, good. That's oh. real good. That's impressive, man. That's a real good Pacino one there. And I'll tell you, that's really good. I mean, that's that's really good. And talking about Pacino, I'll tell you, and I talked about this movie too last year, guys. I'll tell you another good movie. Talk about the Godfather. I mean, we talked about the Godfather and Heat and all these mom movies being good. Another one that's really good, and I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, The Irishman. Fantastic, fantastic movie. It reminded me so much of The Godfather and also The Untouchables. It was so good. It was fantastic. I mean, Pacino was good in it as freaking Jimmy Hoffa. Pac I mean, De Niro was really good however, as the, the guy who played Frank, the window, window guy. But great all-star cast. If you guys have not seen it, folks, I implore you all to check it out. It is worth checking. It is three hours. That is just so good, Howard. It, it hooks you in. It's like the Godfather meeting Casino meeting Heat all in one. I mean, all three movies are great, but those three right there, they'll put them, you can put all three of them together in The Irishman. The Irishman is fantastic. And again, if you've not seen it, folks, I implore you to check it out. Excellent movie. Excellent movie indeed. Well, we're down to our last pick, guys. And we're going to get, uh, since everyone got their picks in on both matches of the women, so we don't have to touch that upon again, so we're already done with that. We'll go to our last match before we give the final plug of the day, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget, as we said next week, folks, I will be back in the captain's chair, Howard, running things, Howard. And again, I do want to thank Chad for stepping in today along with the rest of our gang, including Justin, the Soul Man, Fleming, of course, Mitt, the King of Clubs, Patel, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and of course, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. And of course, John will give us a plug before... 
we uh, say goodbye to him for the day, however, for uh, what is coming up tonight on the post-show here. So, John, hold on a second. We'll get to you in a minute. Our last match, guys, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, we know the ramifications of this match. We know what has been happening however, over the last little while. And I will start with Chad this time. Who do you got between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt? Is this for the title or non-title? Yes, this is for the title. Yes, this is for the title. I'm going to say... No, I'm gonna say Braun's gonna retain it again. Surprisingly enough. You're gonna go with Braun. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna i I'm gonna say Bray Wyatt wins. I'm gonna go with Bray this time. I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna take Bray. Dustin, who do you got? Uh I like both. I like both man. I'm gonna go uh I'm uh um doesn't matter doesn't matter who wins. Okay, that's fine. That's a problem. problem. Uh, John, who do you got? Uh, Ray. Okay. And Mitt, you have the final call. Huh? Mitt, okay. are you there? Yeah, I said, Oh, Bray. He went with Bray. Okay. Good picks, guys. Now, before we wrap things up, uh, one thing I do want to point out, and I do want to thank Fonzie for bringing this to my attention, and I know this, I know everyone's going to say, this isn't true, this isn't going to happen, but you never know. Anything is possible. He said, apparently, he talked to Ann yesterday, and from what Ann told him, however, directly, there's reports going around saying that possibly, and I know everyone's thinking, it'll say, no, that, that can't be, but you never know. That one of the reports of possibly maybe the guys of one of retribution could be maybe CM Punk. No, but you never know. What is that noise? Okay, it came from coming good. to your house. It came. It came, not- it came from Justin. I had to had no choice but to mute. So I have to. We have to apologize to him for that. But it was coming from Justin. No, that was the fiend invading JD's house. Yes, that was the fiend invading my house. Thank you. Good point there, Mitch. Yes, thank you. Good point indeed. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, thank you all for your predictions. Good predictions indeed. All Thanks right, again. I will. But before we go, we're going to do our Raw Range predictions, and we'll start with John. John, of course, you heard the big story tonight. Shawn Michaels will be on Raw. Natalia will be taking on uh, Mickey James. We also know more of the Rollins uh, aftermath. What do we expect going into this week, however, as far as SummerSlam uh, week goes for the go-home show tonight? What's your uh, take of what we'll see tonight? And real quick, what do we have planned for tonight on John Gross Wrestling Sports Incorporated? And I think it's going to be Sean and Randy closing it out. All right. It's going to be a 1.6. Yes. And also, do not forget to join my Raw review later tonight at 11 p.m., no hosting your show on in your car again, sir. I will. Yes. I I am. Okay. Well, like I said, we'll be. Maybe watching you can't it. tell me what to do. I, I, I'm doing it in my car, regardless. All right. Well, just be just be. I know. I've been asking you why you're in the car. Yeah, you're seeing film from the car. But anyway, okay, John, thank you very much, and we will talk to you later in the week, however, as always, Howard. So thank you very much, Howard, and, of course, we'll check back in with you, as always, Howard. So thank you, and we'll catch up with All you. Right. All right. John, take care, buddy. 
Yep. Uh, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, now leaving us. We do want to thank him, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, check out John Gross Wrestling and Sports Incorporated every Monday and Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen. But this week, however, the Wednesday show will be preempted due to the fact that AEW Dynamite will be moved to Saturday night prior to TakeOver. But tonight, folks, you can check out the John Gross Wrestling and Sports Incorporated page, ladies and gentlemen, where he will break down TakeOver, SummerSlam, and some of the news, however, including talking about, I'm sure, the whole Sonya Deville story, some other sports and non-sports news, folks. You definitely want to check that out. Do not miss it, ladies and gentlemen, just after 11 p.m. tonight on YouTube, as well as Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. You will definitely want to check that out. All right, up next, we will now turn to the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, however, and see what he has got to say, ladies and gentlemen, as far as that goes. Justin, what do we got going into uh, Hell in a Cell tonight, however, in your predictions, however? as far as SummerSlam week goes. Justin, go ahead and type it in Messenger. We had to mute you due to a sound that was coming from your direction. I'll read, what, I, I'll read what he says. But I don't want yes, to take and just, just, there was nothing derogatory there, Justin. Though, you know, we, just, we just couldn't hear that, but that's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Which, oh, by the way, here, ladies and gentlemen, I will point out one other thing as well. We have some congratulations in order while Justin puts that up. Justin says he gives it a 1.5. Okay, what is your main event prediction there, Justin? Do you have one? Main event prediction, Justin. He says Orton versus Shawn Michaels. What is it? He said... Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels. Okay. Thank you very much, sir, Justin. And go ahead, Chad, real quick. Uh, let us know what's going on. Go ahead. Uh, what I was going to say is some congratulations are in order. Of course, as you know, we've been doing our, these opinion poll tournaments on several of our pages, including the Revolution Radio page and also Revolution Reborn that I've recently, of course, kind of reactivated here. Um, two, two opinion polls did end over the weekend. I would have congratulations are in order to your new WCWUS dirt sheet champion, the Empress and Marie Rickenbach, and also the new, also the new WCWUS raw underground champion, the black widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. We do have, indeed. Yes, indeed. And we do have more opinion polls up, including of course in the OVW, U.S. Vendetta in the Valley uh, Facebook page as well, so be sure to do some voting on it. As of course that, that will be taken care of. Uh, that will be taken care of, of course, through uh, uh, the beginning of September. Also, some of our empty arena uh, championship matchups here will be coming up towards the end of this month. And also, we have several matches in our uh, on Revolution Reborn that will be taken that will that will end on September the first. So be sure to take that, take care of those as well. Uh, but of course, we do have a lot of results there as well. Of course, and so far we have some pretty we have some pretty interesting results here. So we'll keep you apprised of all that. There may be more matches up here, of course, very very soon. So be sure to of course check that out. In the meantime, let's go to let's go here to of course here. I don't want to hold JD up. Let's go ahead and bring this up right now. Uh, tonight's main event. Uh, uh, let me see. This is going to be interesting. Interesting indeed. Uh, I say, oh gosh, uh, this is a very tough cause. 
the best thing that I can think of right now, because I haven't heard of anything, I haven't heard of anything official as to what's going to happen tonight on Raw. Uh, oh gosh. I'm going to say it's a non-title between um, Apollo and MVP. I mean, that's all that I can think of saying. Uh, and as for rating, uh, obviously, hopefully they'll probably improve a little bit once they get into the Amway Center, of course, after SummerSlam next, this coming weekend. However, I'm going to keep it low as possible, but I'm going to raise it up just a tad. I'm going to say 1.4. All right. And you know what? I'm going to go 1-5, and I think the main event will be the Apollo Crews thing involving, however, uh, with uh, – or not the Apollo Crews, the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre thing. My mistake. Sorry about that, folks. I got tongue-tied a little there. But uh, those yeah, are my thoughts. Yeah, too much in his mouth. Yes, I did. Thank you, Mick. Good point. Uh, you, have the fi- you have the final word, Mid Howard, as we close it out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Main event would be Randy Orton and Shawn Michaels, where I see Randy doing the RKO on Shawn. Uh, rating, 1.5. All right. There you go. All right. Thank you very much, Mitt. So there you have it, folks. All of our thoughts are a very interesting observation. Again, ladies and gentlemen, as we head into SummerSlam week, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what will happen. Of course, we're going to have a lot to talk about during the course of the week. Of course, do not forget, of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we will have Revolution for you at 9 o'clock, 138055-POUND. GTS and I hopefully will be bringing the news to you. However, while John will supply the birthdays and dates at 7 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, check out Wrestling Revisited. I will not be on this week yet again because I will have that in the hands of our very capable Mr. King of Clubs himself, Mitt Patel. And then Wednesday night, folks, however, of course, don't forget our triple stacker beginning at 6.30 with Outside the Ropes. And speaking of Wednesday, I do want to send out very quickly a very special early happy birthday wish to my niece, who will be nine years old this Wednesday, folks. So to my niece, Amada, I want to say happy birthday from your uncle here and from all of us here at the Talk Show Radio Network. We are wishing you a very special happy B-Day. They will be starting school. In fact, homeschooling, believe it, I should say, either a week from today or a week from tomorrow. But she will be nine years old coming up this Wednesday, and then her sister will be 13, believe it or not, next month at this time. So there you go. Some uh, very interesting things coming up, Power, as we said, as we head into the end of August, Power, going into September. A lot going down. You definitely want to stay tuned, folks. We're going to continue to bring you the best uh, Monday afternoon tradition, bar nine hour. And, of course, next week, folks, hopefully I will be back in the captain's chair officially, as today I was sitting in the assistant chair rather than the full chair itself. But I do want to thank Mr. WCW and the gang for, of course, running things. And, of course, Mr. WCW for running things a couple weeks ago while I was out and about, however, let's just say laid up. Last week, of course, it was good to be back, however, at least for one week, however, sitting in the chair. But, like I said, I felt today, how I did not know if I would be back in time to host the show. That's why I gave Mr. WCW full control today. But, of course, next week, folks, hopefully I'll be back in that main chair with you all. But I do have a good closing theme to close 
close this out, folks, however, for tonight, however. I do want to thank you all, of course. We will have a lot more to discuss, however, next week, however, as we will look back at TakeOver 30 and also, ladies and gentlemen, SummerSlam. Will it live up to the hype? Will it be worth watching? We'll weigh in on that. And also, folks, next week we'll probably have maybe an early update, however, of some of the matches coming up at WWE Payback a week from this Sunday. So, folks, stay tuned, folks. The fun continues, however, like no other during the course of the week. So, finale zone for Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, for the human suplex machine John Gross, for the heartbreak kid Fonzie, and yes, for the king of clubs, Mitt Patel, and the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming. This is the Iceman saying so long from the Raw Assistant Radio Desk Tower as we are going to take you out for the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night. Stay safe and be careful this week with whatever you're doing with this weather, however. And in general, we will be back with you again with another great edition of Raw Radio coming up one week from today and, of course, during the course of the week with more excitement of wrestling news and uh, notes, Tower and other stuff going on. So until then, this is the Iceman saying good night, Tower from the assistant Mike, Tower. And now we're going to close it out with a very special song, Tower from the Godfather movie, Tower as we say good night to you from episode 254. This is the Talk Shoe Radio Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.